This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Work the land during Shemitah in Eretz Yisrael. During the seventh year, you can go into your backyard in Bergenfield or Teaneck or New Milford and dig holes and put plants in and watch the tomatoes grow. You can plant all different types of trees. You can harvest. You can do whatever you want. The Isser of Los Sizra, Sadcha Los Sizra, the Karmacha Los Sizmor, in Shnasa Shemitah obviously only applies where? In Eretz Yisrael. The Isser of Shemitah only applies in Eretz Yisrael. So, What's Eretz Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael is uh, certainly somewhere in the middle of, uh, you know, in in in, uh, in Beit Shemesh or uh, Kfar Saba. This is all Eretz Yisrael. Where's where, where's some kibbutzim in Eretz Yisrael? Baruch, give me a knife. Yeah, it's all that's all Eretz Yisrael. So the issue of Shemitah applies in Eretz Yisrael. You sell it to a non-Jew. It's still Eretz. I mean, what had became non? It's no longer. It's still Eretz Yisrael. It just belongs to a non-Jew. So why should the Isser of Shemitah go away just because he sold it to a non-Jew? Yeah, the question is, finally, we finally figured out a way that you can sell the land to a non-Jew. Good. It's not Eretz Yisrael anymore. Why does the Isser somehow not apply just because he sold the land to a non-Jew? That's the question that we're going to deal with today. There is a Gemara in Gittin on Daf Memzayin. You take a look inside. It's a complicated Gemara, which I hope to make a little less complicated. Let's begin. Amar and then you look four lines down for Rabbi Lazar Omer. There's a Machlokus Rabba and Rabbi Lazar about this exact question. What is the status of land in Eretz Yisrael that you sell to a non-Jew? Forget about Shemitah. What happens to that land? There's somehow, I guess we can call it, there's somehow the Kedusha of the land become removed as a result of the ownership moving from a Jew to a non-Jew. Rabba says, Afalpi She'ein kinyin legoi be'eretz Yisrael lafkia mide meiser. Rabba holds afalpin she'ein. Forget the afalpin she'ein. Rabba holds ein kinyin legoi lafkia mide meiser. Let's work the words. Ein kinyin legoi. The guy owns the land. You sell the land to the guy. Ein kinyin legoi. The guy does not. Enjoy the, the the guy does not affect the land in such a way so that now the land is potter from trumos and maestros. The law is someone has tvua, someone has grain, someone has fruits, so that is chayiv in trumos and maestros. You have to give truma to the kohen, maestro to the levi, maestro to the levi, maestro ani to the ani, maestro sheni during the. First, second, and fourth, and fifth, you have to bring it up to Yerushalayim and eat the fruits in Yerushalayim. If you sell land to a non-Jew, it still applies. Everything still applies. Now, the non-Jew is not high enough to give trumas and maestros, that's for sure. But if I were to buy fruit, vegetables, vegetables aren't high in Torah. If I were to buy fruit, tua, dagon, tirosh v'yitzar, if I were to buy that from the non-Jew... So then I would be chayv to give Trumas and Maestros. He's not chayv in Trumas and Maestros. He's chayv in Sheva Mishos B'nai Noach. But if I buy the Tzuah from his land, ain't Kenyan Lagoy, the guy has no Kenyan Lahafkiah to remove the Chayv of Trumas and Maestros. 
That's what the, that's what Rabbah says. I sell land to the non-Jew. He can plant, he can plow, he can build on the land. He can do whatever he wants on the land. As Rabbah says, Shenemar kili it says, The land belongs to me, Hashem says. And therefore, when you sell it to a non-Jew, it still belongs to me. There's still Kedusha. You're still Chayiv in Shumas and Maishas if you come across, somehow you get a hold of that Tvua. He gives it to you as a gift or you buy it from him. So it's mine still. But nevertheless, it's his in the sense of he could do whatever he wants with it. He can build on it. He can change the landscape. He can, he can build cisterns, he can make caves, he can build mountains, he can build houses, do whatever he wants. It's his land. From a Dine Mamanis perspective, in terms of Chosha Mishpat, who owns the land? He certainly owns the land. But it has no impact at all in the Kedusha of the land. And because the Kedusha remains in its original state, just like it was owned by a, when it was owned by a non-Jew, so then this Kedusha is what we call Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael, and nothing changes according to this approach. If you would buy Tzvua, you buy fruits from the non-Jew, Chayv and Shumas and Maisos. And what else would we assume? What else? During the year of Shemitah, would the land be Chayv in Shemitah or not Chayv in Shemitah? Chayv in Shemitah, nothing, nothing happened from a Kedusha perspective. Nothing happened, so you wouldn't be able to work the land. So according to this approach, we have a big problem. Because according to Rabbah, good, we have the Hethim here, you can sell the land to the non-Jew. It owns, it's owned by a non-Jew. Okay, that's very good, you can't do anything. So this doesn't help us at all for the Heter Mechira. Now, there's a sheet of Rabbi Lazar, which is the next position, the fourth line in Gemara Gittin Memzayin, Rabbi Lazar Amar, Afapi, Sheyesh Tinyin L'goy L'afkiyah Midei Maiser. Oh, we like Rabbi Lazar. For the Heter Mechira, you have to like Rabbi Lazar. Why? He says, a guy does have a Kenyan, that when you sell the land to a non-Jew, the Kedusha of the land, something happens to the extent that if I take the Tzvua now, the, the guy is never chayim Shemaz Maishas. But even if the Jew buys the Tzvua, the Shum, the, the, the Epeiros, the Tzvua, from the non-Jew, he's part of Shemaz and Maishas. Yesh kinyan legoi be'eret Yisrael, lafkia midei Maishas. When did you sell the land to the non-Jew? Well, you sold the land to the non-Jew before the Tzvua grew. The Tzvua didn't grow yet. You sell the land to the non-Jew... Right, Nine, 2012. He 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 seeds. He and now the 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 the, the, the trees grow. The tua grows. The grain grows. It grew while it was under his in his possession. Potter from Trumas and Meisers. What's the state? What's the point where we say it grew enough that it's in the kenyan of the guy to be mafkia the chi of Trumas and Meisers? If the tua grows to a third. The shlish is a key critical point. If a tua grows to a third while it's in the possession of the guy, then it's part of from Shumas and Maestros. Why? Pres- presumably, that when a Jew owns, when a Jew sells land, or when a guy owns land in Eretz Yisrael, somehow the Kedushas Eretz Yisrael apparently is removed. That's what we. That's a simple way of learning the Gemara. Let's read it together. Velazar says, "Afapi she yesh kinyan legoy lahafgia beretz Yisrael lahafgia midei ma'ashish nemar degon chavolod degon volod degon goy." That when a guy when when a guy owns land in Eretz Yisrael, he has a kinyan to remove the kedusha, so that now the tvua is not chayiv and shumas and ma'isros. And the assumption, well, all. 
truth is, all the Gemara is talking about is Shumas and Maisus. We're jumping to Shemitah. Let's just keep it at Shumas and Maisus. When you buy, and now when you buy Peros and Tua and grain and fruits from the Nanju, it's Pata from Shumas and Maisus. Interesting thing is, well, it says, but, very interesting, even though he has that, even though that happens, when the non-Jew owns the land, that there's no Kedusha, so that you're not having Shumas and Maisros, nevertheless, he can't change the landscape. Rabbi Malazar have two machlokism. When you sell, man owns land in, uh, in, 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 in Yavna, a land owns, person owns land in, in Eretz Yisrael, sells it to a non-Jew. Rabbi holds, the non-Jew can do whatever he wants physically to the land. Can change it in any way he wants. And Rabbi Loza holds, no, no, he has no capacity to change the landscape. To keep the lands, we can't dig holes and burrow sichonomaros. Can't do that. That's not really our discussion, although it relates. The other machlokas they have is on the not the mominous element, not the not what kind of what kind of possession he has to change the landscape to do what he wants to to the land, but what effect that had on the chiyuv of trumas and Mises. Rabbi holds the moment you sell it to a Rabbi Loza holds that when you sell it to a non-Jew. The tvua becomes not chayv in shumus and ma'isos. That's called the position of yesh kinyan legay. When you discuss this sugya, you say you hold yesh kinyan legay. Yesh kinyan legay means that when you sell the land of Eretz Yisrael to a non-Jew, there's a kinyan to the guy so that it's mafkia the chiyav of shumus and ma'isros. And Rabbi holds ain't kinyan legay. Ain't guy means it's not mafia the chiyav trumas and maestros. That's the machlokas. That's where the sugi begins. When you talk about, okay, you can sell the land to a non-Jew. Okay, how? Not We got, we, we dealt with that. So you sell the land to a non-Jew. Okay, so now what happens? Now what happens? Well, I don't know. When you sell land to a non-Jew, does it, does, are you chayv in trumas and maestros? Or does the trumas and maestros, the chiyav, somehow re, be removed? So that's the machlokas, Rabbah and Rabbah Lazar. Yes. So when he says, um, yes. Or, good, good. Or, what's the other option? You said, does he mean that the kedusha goes away, or suspended. suspended? Okay. Or, what's the other option? Well, it doesn't go away. But then, why are you not chayvin from semaisrus? So let's discuss that position. Oh, oh. It's a doctor. Right? Exactly. That's the machlokes haposkim the chazonish and others, not just the chazonish, the chazonish and others against others that have a machlokes of how to understand the sugya, the position of yesh king in legay. Does yesh king in legay means you're not chayven trumas and maestros. Why are you not chayven trumas and maestros? Does it mean, here's the two positions and then we'll see a makar or two inside to support both positions. But before that, <laughs> let's understand sort of what Baruch was asking, along the lines of what Baruch was asking. According to Rebbe yesh kinyan legay. Now, we also said in Rebbe Lazar that ain't kinyan legay lach parbaborosichonomaros, which means that when you sell the land to a non-Jew, so he can't change the land. It almost sounds like it's not his. I mean, he can live on it, but he can't change it. So he's lacking real 
I mean, if you sell some, if I sell you a house, you can do whatever you want. You can knock down the house, you can put up another house, you can put up another floor, you can make it nicer, you can make it less nice. You can do whatever you want. What does it mean you sell land to the non Jew and now you have restrictions on what he can do? What does that mean? It means that he doesn't really, he enjoys the right to sort of live on it, but it's not his. And therefore he can't change it. So then, Reb Chaim wants to know, if it's not his, only, only, it's only, he's sitting on it, but it's not his, so then how did the Kedusha, how, do, how was the Kedusha removed? I mean, nothing happened. If, I, if a guy walks, if a guy walks in my front yard, during, you know, do all my, do all my, do all my, does all my tour become part of from Shumas and Maestros? It's ridiculous. Of course not. Why? Because it's not his. But if you tell me that I sell it to him, it's still, it's also not his. So then if it's not his, so then how, how do you hold Yesh Kenyan Lagoy that there's no Chiv Shumas and Maestros, but he can't do what he wants with the lamb? If he can't do what he wants with the lamb, then it's not his. If it's not his, so then, then the Kedusha shouldn't be removed. Nothing, nothing happened. That's what Rav Chaim says. If you hold, Yesh Kenyan, but there's no Kenyan to do what you want. I mean, it's not yours. Bameh Paka HaKedusha. So how, how was the Kedusha removed? Yeah. If, it's, if he's really just renting the land, so then, uh, if it's not his, let's assume a rental is not yours, you just have a right to use it. Right to use it. So then how does, how does Kedusha remove just because you're using something? Correct. That's what Reb Chaim says. So Reb Chaim says what you see from here is that the fact that the guy doesn't really own the land, that means the impact, the most impact he can have is only on that which he can use in the land. What can he use in the land? The fruits. So all Rabbi Lazar is saying is that Yesh Kinyan the guy means the land he doesn't own. And if the land he doesn't own, that means the Kedusha of the land remains. So what's Yesh Kinyan Lagoy Lafkiya Midei Meiser? Yeah, Midei Meiser. The fruits that he has a right to grow and to use, that's Pater from Shumas and Meisers. Why? Because fruits that are grown by a non-Jew are Pater from Shumas and Meisers. But the land itself retains its Kedusha. So that means that even if you hold Yesh Kinyan Lagoy, all that means is that the fruits that grow on that land are Chayiv in the mitzvahs of Eretz Yisrael, Trumas and Maestros. But the land itself retains its Kedusha and therefore you would not be able to work the land during Shemitah. Ain Kenyan Lagai holds the, the Kedusha remains on the land and the Kedusha remains on the fruits. So if, even if you buy the fruits, Yechayv and Trumas and Maestros. And Yesh Kenyan holds, that's Rabbi Loza's position holds, the land retains its Kedusha. That everybody agrees with. But the fruits, the Kedusha is removed because it's been planted and grown by the non-Jew. Not such a gigantic machlokas anymore. That's the position of Reb Chaim. Let me show it to you inside. Without quoting Reb Chaim, there's a safer... What? How do you explain the Dini Mamros aspect? Yeah. According to this halacha, according to the rabbi, why is he able to do whatever he wants with the land? He holds that when you sell land to a non-Jew in Eretz Yisrael, it's his. It belongs to the non-Jew. Long to the non-Jew. And even so, Kedusha never, Kedusha always remains. You can own a non-Din, Mamanus doesn't affect Kedusha. That's a Rabbah. Look at the Berkas Avram, uh, Rosh Hashiva in Eretz Yisrael. 
Quotes from Chaim. He says it very clearly. So I thought to uh, I thought to, quote, to to bring down his <coughs> his savior in Oschas. So Rachim a different Lazar. Our question. He wants to understand Rabbi Lazar. This, this is Rabbi Chaim. The im ain't lo kinyan b'mamon. If he doesn't have kinyan in the mamon, meaning he can't do what he wants with the land, ain't kinyan lachbar b'boros sichon omaros b'men nifka hakedusha. Then how is the kedusha removed? So therefore, he says, um, look at the last paragraph of an osches. Umuchrach mizeh. We have to say from this an osches. The last paragraph in osches. Umuchrach mizeh k'mashakosov moran hagrach zasa. Who's the Grach? Reb Chaim Soloveitchik, the Briskorov. The Grach, it must be like Reb Chaim says that what? This is for Truma's Parakalavalokayud. So the Olam that really molded Reb Loza, Reb Loza agrees, Beguf HaKarka Lopach HaKadushas Eretz Yisrael. You think Kedushas Eretz Yisrael is removed because it's also a non-Jew? Everybody says Kedushas Eretz Yisrael remains whether it's owned by a Jew, whether it's owned by a non-Jew. The only Machlokas Rabbah Rabbah Lazar is are the Tvua that grown in the land. Does that have Kedusha so that you're chayv and Shumas Mas? But the land itself retains its Kedusha. So that means Rabbi Chaim's position which is also the position of the Chazonish That when you, even the position of Yesh Kenyan, that the, that the, that the sale to a guy only removes the chiv of the fruits that grow in his land in the chiv of and Mises. But the land itself retains its kedusha. Nafkamina, big nafkamina. Nafkamina is Nafkamina is also, um, other halacha. Right, I said, shmita, right, shmita. Shmita, shmita, right. Look at the Chazanish and Ozvav, he says the same thing. And the third line, the, the, man, the first line, time of the man, the Omer Yesh Kinyan. Now look at the third line. Only those things that are mitzvahs. So those things that are, those things that are mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah to bring Bikurim. There's a mitzvah to give Truma. There's a mitzvah to give Meiser. So those, on those fruits that are grown in someone who's not high in those mitzvahs, you don't have to give Shumas and Mises and, uh, and Bikurim. But he goes even further. But Shemitah? Shemitah still remains. Not only that, even those things that apply to the fruits, but they're not mitzvahs, that also applies in Eretz Yisrael, in a land that belongs to a guy. What will be an example of that? Arla. There's no mitzvah of Arla. There's no mitzvah of Arla. Is there a mitzvah of Arla? No, there's no mitzvah of Arla. Arla's not counted in one of the 248. Arla's counted as one of the 365. You cannot eat fruit that's grown in Eretz Yisrael, in Chutzlar, it's also halacha l'moshem Sinai. But in Eretz Yisrael, you can't eat fruit of a tree that's grown in Eretz Yisrael for the first three years. Is there a mitzvah to eat, to not, there's no, there's no, there's no mitzvah. You know, you're not, so people think payas is a mitzvah. Pay, there's no mitzvah of pay, of have to have payas. Mitzvah to have, there's no mitzvah to have there's an Avera not to have payas. Los Akiva Paz Roshkem. It doesn't say Tegadel Payot. It doesn't say that. It says Los Akiva Paz Roshkem. So we go, Orla's not a mitzvah. Kalayim's not a mitzvah. There's no mitzvah of Kalayim. Kalayim is that you can't uh, mix uh, and plant a, a, a vineyard together with vegetables or two separate seeds. 
Klai Akerem, Klai Zroyim. So those things that are not mitzvahs, the Chazanish says, that also applies in Eretz Yisrael, even to, in land, that's owned by Yenanjah, because only those things that are mitzvahs, that's what Yeh Kenyan affects. Look, look inside. But the Afghan, in Shulma Maizah, Begurim, the mitzvahs ninhu, gidu gai pater, avol inyan orl, uklayim di isurei ninhu, but those things that are isurim, bechol makam shayin gidu, any place where they grow, they're always going to be chayim, because the Kedusha of the land of Eretz Yisrael remains, no matter what. Even whether it belongs to a guy or it belongs to a, whether it belongs to a Jew, even it belongs to a guy, the 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 the, the kedusha Eretz Yisrael remains. That leaves the Hat Mechira with very little room to wiggle, because you haven't accomplished anything. Now you've accomplished something. You know you've accomplished. You've accomplished that when you sell the land to a non-Jew in Eretz Yisrael, the fruits that grow may not have kedushas shvius, but you certainly can't work the land. The, the, the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael still remains. So you're so, that doesn't do anything for the ability to work the land because the Gedusha of Eretz Yisrael still remains even though it's owned by an Anjou. That's one position which puts the Hatta Mechira up against the wall. So we have to understand that there's a nut... Yes? Yeah, but, but if, uh, if a guy does work the land, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have any... Oh, for you so could do that. Goes ahead, and then the fruit that grows over there... Why can't can a Jew yeah. not? Maybe, maybe, maybe he can. can. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So then, then you have a problem with Because if you sell it to a non-Jew and you tell it, and so that's Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael, then you can't tell the guy to work the land. You can't tell him to work the land. Yeah, I guess you can say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you'll be able to eat the fruit, right? But there's two issues. One, you want to be able to, I want to continue working the land also. The Hetem Mechira is not just about how do you eat the fruit. I mean, the truth is, the fruit is not such a big problem. So you, eat the, you can eat the fruit, so, so don't throw out, you know, we'll get, we haven't discussed that part, but the halach is that if something does have Kedusha's Peroshviyas, you have to eat it in a certain way, you can't do business with it, but if you can still eat it, it's not, but I, we want to, let's take the Hetem Mechira to the extreme. I want to Hetem Mechira so that we can work the land. We'll talk about Kedushas Perishvias, you know, later or next week. I want to sell the airline to Israel. There's no Kedushas Israel. You can work the land. Work the land? Wow, that, that, that's the way to do it. I mean, if we're going to do it, let's do it, right? I mean, that would accomplish a lot, especially in the 1800s and late 1800s. That's what they, well, they didn't care about the fruits. They care about, you can't leave the land fallow for a year. There were big machlokes between Baron Rothschild, who was writing out the checks, and the, and the other, um, uh, and other, those who were trying to be machzik, the Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, by not relying on some heter mechira. And he says, yeah, you're all lazy, taking off a whole year. And that's what he was saying. And, uh, we don't mind if he calls us lazy, but if he's not writing out the checks, that's a real problem for the early Yishuv. That was a big problem. So we want, we don't just want to sell the land to be able to somehow remove Kedusha's parish vias. That's not really the interest. The real interest is, I want to be able to sell the land so I can work the land of Eretz Yisrael. But that doesn't work according to what we've just said. Because even if you sell the land to the non-Jew, Yesh Kenyan, even Yesh Kenyan, ain't Kenyan holds, no Kedusha's ever removed by selling it to a guy. Yesh Kenyan holds, Kedusha's removed only with, from the fruits. But the land retains its Kedusha. It has to retain the Kedusha. You know why? Because if the guy doesn't own anything on a mominous side, so he's just like a renter. So he's just a renter. So how does Kedusha remove? Just because you rent land to a non-Jew? If he walks through my land, certainly it's still Kedusha. So if I let him use it, so then Kedusha's removed? Doesn't make sense. So that's why Rav Chaim says, the Chazanish says, no, 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 what, what it means is that when you sell land to a non-Jew, Yesh Kenyan says that the fruits that grow on that land are putter from mitzvahs. What mitzvahs are they? Trumas, maizvahs, bikur. But the land itself, full Kedusha, you can't work the land, even according to the Mount Abarhol's Yesh Kenyan Lagai. Why would it be putter from all of those 
that, that's exactly right. That's Rav Chaim's position. The product um, is not chayv in the mitzvahs because something that's grown by a, someone who's not chayv in mitzvahs, the product is not chayv in the mitzvahs. I'm trying to extend it to the Ola, which is not part of the... You're trying to extend it to what? Ola. 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 Only those... Th- I, I, you mean what? You're asking on the Chazon Svara. Okay, that's a good question. The, 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 the other position is a Tosfos in Gittin Daf Samach Beis, which is what the proponents of the Hetem Achira often quote. Let's look inside. Take a look at the Gemara in Gittin Daf Samach Beis. <coughs> the Gemara, the Mishnah says, Ein Odri Im Ha'akum B'Shviyas. Oh, second Maramako. I'm sorry. The Mishnah says, Ma'akzikin Yidei Akum B'Shviyas. You can support Goyim in Eretz Yisrael during Shavuos. Goyim are working the land during Shavuos. You can support them. Machzikin. Machzikin. The says Machzikin? You can support them? Now it's hard to know what the word Machzikin means. Machzikin. What does it mean Machzikin? Huh? So, so Machzikin could mean one of two things. Well, Machzikin could really mean one of three things. One is you can actually get in, you know, put on your boots, or, you know, you, you, not boots, that's, what do you, what do you wear, like, uh, work, work boots, and you get onto the field, and you work, you put on your gloves, and you start working. That's one machzikin. Second machzikin is you can actually write out a check and, you know, and, 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 and invest. And third machzikin is you could say, uh, you know, Kazakh Vermats, Bistro. So, the Gemara thinks that machzikin means you can actually put on your boots and go work with the guy. You can help him. Support. Don't tell me Yashukayach. Help me. Get, 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 you know. Machzikin yidei akum b'shviyas. Gemara says, machzikin? You could really help a guy do work in Eretz Yisrael during Shavuos. V'hamar of dimi b'yishishna b'shmei derav. Ein odrin ma'akum b'shviyas. V'ein koflin shalom l'goy. The, the, the Rav Dimi already said that you can't plow with a non-Jew in his land in Eretz Yisrael during Shemitah. You can't be machzit. You can't. So the Gemara says, of course you're right. Of course you can't plow with a non-Jew. Doesn't mean that you can actually go down and work with him. It means you could say, uh, you know, good luck, you know, good morning, or have a good day. You could say whatever, you know. You could say, I do a good job. Be strong. That's all it means. Right? Maybe that. Maybe maybe that will be achzuke bialma. Maybe, maybe. So the Gemara now says. The Gemara now says. Take a look at Tosfos and get in Samach Beis. Gemara says as follows: How to come a perikzeb boris? Tosfos says. How to come a perikzeb boris? Sanhedrin dafchavav gabi koin v'choresh. The Gemara there talks about one of the Amorim is walking with two other of the Amorim. And he was like a visitor in a certain town in Eretz Yisrael. And he sees that there's a certain person who is uh, working the land, plowing during Shemitah. So the, the, you know, the young rabbi says to the two elders, says, well, look at he's working during, a Jewish guy, a Kohen, working during Shemitah? They put him in Cherim. Put him in Cherim. What are you, you allow this to go on in your town? Why don't you put him in Cherim? You know, there's always that young, uh, you know, comes into the shul, he starts to have a whole problem. Put him in Cherim. Because, you know, you don't, you just got here. You don't, you don't know what's going on. Maybe he could say, Agiston Anibetoch. 
But maybe this guy has a reason why he's doing what he's doing. The reason why he's working during Shemitah, because he's in Agistone. Anybody know what an Agistone is? No. Nobody knows what an Agistone is. That's what Zemachokas Rashi tells us. What the guy could have said. So the person says, Vatosva says, look inside, Oskimo. When it says that if you're an Agistone, you can do work in Shmi- during Shemitah with a non-Jew, it's not like Rashi says, Lo kamosha pirish bekuntris sochir lanachri. Well, I'm not working. I'm just, I'm not, it's not my land. I'm just, the guy is working the land. I'm just, I'm just, I'm hired by the guy to work the land. That you can do. So according to Rashi, it sounds like you can say that if someone is, if land is owned by a non-Jew, a Jew could say, I'm not working. I'm just hired by the non-Jew. And he can work the land. But don't put, we can't put him in Kherim because maybe the guy could just claim that he's a sachir, he's a rent, he's a he's a hired hand. It's not his land; it's a hired hand. And if he's a hired hand, so then he can work the land in Eretz Yisrael. Not like not like Rashi said. Tells us it can't be that. The Hamach Shmahak the Aser. Yeah, right. Like a sechir yom, you can say I'm a sechir yom. So Rabbeinu Tam says. <coughs> Agiston is not a schir, it's sachir. Agiston bikarka shemakabla min hamelach lefroa kach vikach tua bishana. You know, he says he could say he's an agiston. Listen, this is, this is like a sakonos lefashos. I have to produce tvua because the melach requires that tvua is grown and I send it to his otsar. I send it to his, and I, I, I feed the troops. So I don't have, what am I supposed to say? I can't work the land, they're gonna kill me if I don't work the land. That's what it means. Maybe he could say, Agiston, Ani Betocha, you have to be, um Dan Lekavschos. Look at Tosfos. Mefarosh, Rabbeinu Tam, Agiston, Bekarka, Hashem, Kabel, Menamelech, Lefroa, Kach, Vetach, Kach, Vekach, Tvua, Bishonah. Kedam, Rasem, Le'el, Mina. Rabbi Yanni, Machriz, Rabbi Yanni used to announce in Shul, Pukul, Vizoro, Arnona, Bishviyas. You're allowed to uh, to go and plant and are known of There are times that you're allowed to work the land during Shviyas. What's the, what does that mean? So again, Rabbi Rashi says, you know what the guy could say? You know, if he's a sacher and a sacher can work the land. We don't pass him like Rashi at all. Tosfos disagrees with Rashi. So what's the case? The case is where he has to. He has no choice. He has to. He has to work the land because otherwise the melech is going to say that uh, where's my tvuah? And then there could be a sakanos nefashos. Then Tosfos has a second position. You know why? Maybe he was able to work the land here. Inami. You know why he can work the land during shemitah? You know why? Because Ksavar, maybe this guy holds. Now, what would you say? Maybe this guy holds what? Yesh, Kinya, Lenachri, Lafkia, Mishvis. The Gemara never said that. The Gemara in Gittin Memzayin that we saw said, there's a position of Rebbe Laza that holds Yesh, Kinya, Lenachri, Lafkia, Midei, Maiser. Maiser means, could mean, the Kedusha remains. But the Tvua, when it comes to mitzvahs, since it's grown in someone who's not chayiv in mitzvahs, the tool is not chayiv in mitzvahs. Also, therefore, you part it from truma and maestros and bikurim. But the land itself has kedusha. Now, this day in Tosfos tells that's not what yesh means. Yesh means you know what yesh means? Yesh means yesh <laughs> It's like what do you have to read into the, the Gemara says yesh kinyan means that when a guy owns land in Eretz Yisrael, there is no kedusha saaretz. Period. Period. Matter of fact, I'll show you a line from the Tosfos Rid that hits it home. Home run. He says as follows. Look at the Tosus read. Oh, say. 
Kevin Shechantu a Peros Bishus Gai. Once the Peros become grown in the Rishus of a guy, according to the Mount Amar Holz Yesh Ginyan, Kielu Chanto. What's those two words? Wow. When you sell land to a non-Jew, yesh kinyin holds. Not ain't kinyin. Ain't kinyin holds. It's Eretz Yisrael. And everything is yechayv and shvi is yechayv and shumas and is everything. But if you hold yesh kinyin, then what you've effectively done is you've been mafkiyah Eretz Yisrael. You've taken what was once Eretz Yisrael and now right in this little pocket over here. Oh, by the way, this is, uh, it's just like, it's like Tinek. It's like, it's like Plainsview. Right? <laughs> Well, that would be interesting. Would it even have Tumas Eretz Ha'amin? Maybe. Maybe. That would be, that, that would be an unbelievable nafkamina. The Gehocha is that in, in Chutzlaretz, we are living here, every place outside of Israel is a big graveyard. You are aware of that. The Tumas Eretz Ha'amin, the, the land, the land of the, the land of the dead is, uh, I hate to say it like that. There's a halacha, midrabaram, that if you walk into Eretz, if you walk into Chutzlaretz, you are walking into a graveyard, you become Tomei B'Tomas Meis, which is a big shaila how any Kohen is allowed to live in Chutzlaretz. Any Kohanim, don't raise your hand. How any Kohanim, there are plenty of, there are plenty of Heterim, but they're Heterim. Heterim. If a person could live in Eretz Yisrael as a Kohen, forget about Aliyah. We're not talking about Aliyah, now usually Eretz Yisrael. It's not a Zionistic, uh, Shia. A Kohen can't live in, it really should not be living in, uh, in, in Chutzar Yisrael. Well, Yashiv has a true, he says, can't, if you're a Kohen in Eretz Yisrael, he certainly can't leave Eretz Yisrael and go into Chutzar He's gonna be, effectively become Tameh, but Tomas Hamais. But the we'll talk later. So, so. <laughs> So, so, you hear the two positions in Yesh Kenyan? Do you hear the two positions? This is the sugya. One position that we just saw, Yesh Kenyan tells us, getting that Samach Meis and others. Oh, when you sell land to a non-Jew in Israel, there is no conditions there to sell at all. It's chutzlarts. Chutzlarts? You can work the land, it's chutzlarts. A guy can work the land, a Jew can work the land. Why? Because it's chutzlarts, and in chutzlarts we said there's no Shemitah. According to the, according to the second position, the Chazinish, Rabchaim, and others, when you sell land to a non-Jew in Eretz, to, to a non-Jew in Eretz Yisrael, it retains its full kedusha. You cannot work the land at all during Shemitah. So that means the Chazanish would say as follows: First of all, I hold the Chazanish. The Chazanish, I hold first of all, you can't sell land to a non-Jew in Eretz Yisrael. Period. Because of lost the honey. And even if somehow you get around that, you want to come up with some idea, and when you do it, it doesn't even help because you still can't work the land. At least it doesn't help for doesn't help for working the land. It may help for the Kedusha of Perosh which we've mentioned. But but the problem with the whole thing that I've said till now, now how is it in Paka HaKedusha if you don't have Boris, if you don't have the Bible once? So the way that he, he doesn't, the, the, you could explain as follows. You could explain, even if you say that the guy can't do what he wants with the land, that doesn't mean that it's not his. It's fully his. No, it's, let's say the guy, I sell land to an Anjou. The doctor's question is, not a doctor's here, Dr. Felsen's question is, what about the original point? The whole point of Reb Chaim and the Chazanish was, the reason why the Kedusha remains is because if he doesn't own it, so he's just walking on it, so he's just walking on it, so then how does the Kedusha? But by Nifka Kedusha. So the answer to that, what the Kilos Yaakov says and others say, is that, let's say, you sell it to the non-Jew and he would convert. You sell it to a non-Jew and he'd convert. He'd become a gear. So, uh, we, ain't king in the God not about people who are right? The God does not have, the God does not have, the God does not have a king to do what he wants. Does that mean that it's not his? Let's say he converts after that. Do you have to make a, he has to make a new king on the land? Probably not. 
In other words, the land belongs to him, but sometimes when you buy something, you can buy something with some limitations. It's the halacha that you can't do what you want does not mean that it's not his. It's his with some limitations. And if it's his with some limitations, so then the kedusha could be paka. You hear the, you hear the answer? That's different than just renting the land or a Kenyan payroll. It's a Kenyan haguf with a, with an exception. I'm selling you this, I'm selling you this, but you cannot, I'm selling you my old car, it's a 1944 Cadillac, and I, I have to get rid of it because I need the money. On one condition, you can't drive it down my block. Because if you drive it down my block, you know, I'm gonna feel, so that could be, uh, you know, you can make conditions, you can't, you can't, you can't put in a new engine. So, and sometimes, I don't know, would that even work? I'm not sure if that would work. What? Yeah, but whose land is it? It's your land. Your land. It's your land without mineral rights. This is your land without without changing the landscape rights. That's the answer to that question. We just that's the swara. Why does that have rights to change landscape? Kili kolorets, We don't want to, we want to go to make decisions on uh, on construction plans in Eretz Israel. Makes sense. Who knows what they're going to build there? So you can you can work, you can live there, you can work to yours. But now, of course, there's a major problem. There's a major problem. The major problem with all of this is that even if you hold, even if you hold the Yesh Kenyan means that the Zahaf Gaz Hakadusha, yeah, even if you hold that Yesh Kenyan holds that the Kedusha's Paka, so that you can work the land and Eretz Yisrael, even during Shemitah, because it's Chutzlaros like the Tosfos read and like the Tosfos and Gittin Daf Samach The problem with that is that we don't pass the Yesh Kenyan. We pass Gedein Kenyan. So the whole thing, the whole hefter is like, oh, it's, it's a nice lumdasha analysis, but it doesn't work for us, because we pass Gedein Kenyan Legoy. We pass him like Rabba, not like Rabba Lazar. So it's all very nice if you're up the position of H. Kenyan, but the halachic world for the last thousand years, Paskin's Ain Kenyan. So if you pass Gedein Kenyan, so it leaves us back up against the wall, so you, fine, you sold the land to the non-Jew, Ain Kenyan holds, the Kedusha remains, so I haven't gotten anywhere. If you, but we, but H. Kenyan holds like this, fine. When, when Rabba Lazar comes back in Chiyasamesim and he wants to do the Hatamachira, he can work the land. But for us who hold like Rabbah, we can't work the land. So how does this help us at all? Was this entire shear basically a waste? I mean it's certainly Talmud Torah. It's certainly Talmud Torah. Rav Shachta says, you know, often that which is obvious that when you learn if you spend a whole year learning Shitas Beishamai, it's certainly a chi of Talmud Torah. You've been Mekayim Talmud Torah. Oh, we don't possibly have Beshamit. Psak is something else. But we're trying to figure out the Heta Mechira. So has this helped us for the Heta Mechira? Talmud Torah, we're for sure, yeah, it's a beautiful. But how does this help for the Heta Mechira? We hold Ein Kenyan. So why spend the time discussing Yesh Kenyan? That's a good question. Before that, you have a question. I was just going to make a point Right, right. It's, it's always, it's always, it's never a full sale. It's never a full sale. Okay. Yeah, very interesting. The Gemara often talks about there's a time in history when it's Yad Yisrael Takifa and there's a time when it's Ain Yad Yisrael Takifa. So you're asking a question of 
what do we do nowadays? Does these halachas may not apply in the way that they ideally should apply when they will apply? So you can't walk in. Now, how come, how, the halacha also says that there shouldn't be a mask on top of harabayas, right? So, so uh, what's going on? Hashem and the Rambam. The Rambam says you're not supposed to have a mask on harabayas. It's mafurish. It must be a base hamigdash. So what are you going to do? So you're right. It's a good question, and hopefully one day we'll be able to we'll be able to work on that. But right now it's. Uh, while they own the while they own the land, it, if you hold Ain Kenyan. <laughs> no, if you hold Ain Kenyan, so then the Kedusha is still there. If you hold Yesh Kenyan, then it depends on how you understand Yesh Kenyan. Yeah, okay, good, right, okay. One day when it's right. cleansed, will be, the, will be reinstated. Right. But the land may be, will be Kadosh somewhere. Okay. But the fruit of this, why couldn't they do what they want? Dig the lands, change the landscape? You can't go tell them you can't do it. Like I said, like I said, now you can't. No, so, but with regard to you shot Haaretz, you shot Perot, yeah. why wouldn't the Perot not be uh... Because Yesh Kenyan holds, Yesh Kenyan holds, that only those Peros, those Tua that are grown, in the possession of someone who's chayv in the mitzvah, or chayv in the mitzvah. That's the position of Yesh King. Let me just say one more thing. Let me say one more thing, and then next week we'll obviously pick up. <clears throat> and that's as follows. Look at the Rabbim Ostes. Again, we have a big question now. What have we done? We've discussed Yesh Kenyan. We hold Ein Kenyan. So if you hold Ein Kenyan, so then that means there is no... The condition remains. Look at this Rambam. A guy that buys land in Eretz Yisrael. And he plants it during Shviyas. The Peros are mutter. Because he holds Ein Kenyan. So he holds Ein Kenyan. The Peros should be Chayv and Peros Shviyas. So he says... I'm not going to discuss Svicha now. We're going to get to that in a week or two or three. But I want to show you what the Kesef Mishnah says. Kesef Mishnah writes on that halacha. Look at this unbelievable line. The Kesef Mishnah, by the way, was the Baal HaShulchan Aruch, of Yosef Karo. So we quote a Kesef Mishnah, we quote in the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch writes, when we hold Ein Kenyan, you know what Ein Kenyan means? Hainu. Kishalokach Yisrael karka min hagoi chozer al Kenyan me'ikara shahaya biyad Yisrael. We have to read that again. When we hold Ein Kenyan, you know what Ein Kenyan legoi means? That when a guy, when a Yisrael buys karka from a guy, a guy owns land in Eretz Yisrael. Ein Kenyan means when I buy back the land from the non-Jew, it means that it's as if it was never sold to the non-Jew. The Kesef Mishnah, based on another Rambam actually, says as follows. Yesh Kenyan holds, sorry, Ein Kenyan holds that when I sell land to a non-Jew, and then I buy back the land from the non-Jew. 
It's as if it never left my hands. And it still has full Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. The implication of the Rambam saying that, the Rambam says, if you sell land to a non-Jew and then you buy it back, it's like it never left the hands of the non-Jew. It's not like a kibush yachid. It's not like I just went out and conquered some land on my own. It has full Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because the Rambam says, because we hold Ein Kinyin. When you hold Ein Kinyin, Ein Kinyin means Ein Kinyin, that when you sell it to a non-Jew and then you buy it back, it's not as if that when it belonged to the non-Jew, it was like Chutzlaretz. And then when I buy it back, it's like I'm going out and buying land for the first time and making part of Eretz Israel. Because you know what happened? If an, if an individual goes and just decides to go extend or buy parts of it, or, or buy or conquer parts of Eretz Yisrael that are not currently parts of Eretz Yisrael, the luck would be that does not have Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. Oh, it's owned by a Jew. It's owned by a Jew. Yeah, but it's part of Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, it's part of Eretz Yisrael. In the, in the Torah says this eventually is going to be part of Eretz Yisrael. I go ahead and buy it. The luck is that's not considered Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because in order for there to be Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, it has to be conquered by the Klal. It has to be conquered by the Tzibor. So when I go and I sell land to a non-Jew and I buy it back, since we hold Ein Kenyan, it's not like I'm buying it from an individual. It's not like a Kibbutz Shoket. It's not like Chutz Laretz. So when I buy it back, it's like uh, it's like the original Kedusha. So the Rav Kesef Mishnah says, the implication here is, this is what a lot of the Mepharshim say, the implication is that according to the Manda Amar Yesh Kenyan, according to the Manda Amar Yesh Kenyan, when I sell land to a non-Jew, it's Chutz Laretz. And when I buy it back, it's like I'm buying it back. It's like, it's like a kibbush yachid. Amazing. But what do you see from the Rambam and the Kesef Mishnah? Ain Kenyan holds that when I buy it back, it has the original Kedusha. But while it's by the guy, everybody holds that the Kedusha is not there. So it's the exact opposite of what we said from the Mandar Yeshkin. We said Ain Kenyan holds the Kedusha there, and Yeshkin holds the Kedusha there, and just a Tzvu is affected. According to the Kesef Mishnah, Yesh Kenyan holds the Kedusha's gone, and even Ain Kenyan holds the Kedusha's gone. As long as it's in, as long as the guy still owns it. When I buy it back, then the Kedusha comes back to the way it was originally. It's not a Kibush Yachet. But while it's owned by the non-Jew, there's no Kedusha. Look, one more time. The whole time, that the Karka is in the hand of the guy, Nifges HaKedusha, the Kedusha's Paka. Wow, if you have a position that even the Mandamar Ain Kenyan holds that as long as the, you sell it to a guy, as long as the guy has it in his possession, there's definitely no Kedusha. So now you have a position that holds, that the Mount Amor Ein holds, that while the, while the guy owns it, you can work the land in Eretz Yisrael during Shemitah. That's the position of the Kesef Mission. Very difficult position. What we want to say instead of that is that some, for some reason, and with this we'll end, we'll continue next week, for some reason, today, for some, today, we hold Yesh Kenyan. It's true, we generally pass in Ein Kenyan, and Ein Kenyan would hold there's full Kedusha, therefore you can't do any work in Eretz Yisrael, unlike the Kesef Mishnah who said that while the land belongs to the, it belongs to the non-Jew, you can't do work. No. There's full Kedusha in Kenyan, but today we hold Yesh Kenyan, and today, so therefore, today we hold Yesh Kenyan, and you hold Yesh Kenyan, means that there's no Kedusha at all, unlike the Chazunish and Abchayim, then you can work the land in Eretz Yisrael. The question is, why would you hold Yesh Kenyan today? We said, all the Rishonim Paskin and Kenyan, the Gemara Paskin and Kenyan. So why would we hold Yesh Kenyan? That's next week. Okay, Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. 
Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 